to the last week of By Faith, our Elder Conversation podcast series that's been walking through the people commended for their faith in Hebrews chapter 11. I'm Laura, your host. We've now wrapped up our preaching series, Jesus is Better. We've spent the last year looking at how the whole worship life of the Old Testament had been revealed and refocused onto Jesus himself. He is the better revelation, the better rest, and the better high priest. He guarantees a better covenant by the better sacrifice of himself. He is our better hope, and he is our better endurance. He is the one in whom our faith is found. And through these elder conversations, we've looked at different examples of people whose lives have been changed by, the, by faith in God. This week, we look at the last section of the chapter, what I've decided to call Time Would Fail. The author of Hebrews so far has named several specific people and commended them for their faith for a specific reason. And then in verse 32, he turns to summarize all the rest. He says, And what more shall I say? For time would fail me to tell of Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, of David and Samuel and the prophets, who through faith conquered kingdoms, enforced justice, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the power of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, were made strong out of weakness, became mighty in war, put foreign armies to flight. Women received back their dead by resurrection. Some were tortured, refusing to accept release so that they might rise again to a better life. Others suffered mocking and flogging and even chains and imprisonment. They were stoned, they were sawn in two, they were killed with the sword. They went about in skins of sheep and goats, destitute, afflicted, mistreated, of whom the world was not worthy, wandering about in deserts and mountains and in dens and caves of the earth. And all these, though commended through their faith, did not receive what was promised, since God had provided something better for us, that apart from us, they should not be made perfect. So from all of these, what should we learn? And how should we apply these lessons to our own faith? We come to the final few verses in this great chapter 11 of the book of Hebrews. And we come to a list of men and women who the writer of Hebrews is using as illustrations of faithfulness, a life of faith. Most of the men and women who are named in these last few verses were known very well to the recipients of the letter of Hebrews. They would have known of Gideon and Barak and Samuel and David. So the author of Hebrews is using these examples to encourage the current readers of the book of Hebrews, those who were suffering for their faith, and a call to endure well, he, were, he was using these examples to help them continue on in this race of faith. They knew Gideon from Judges chapter 6 as the one who led Israel in a time of great fear when they were being oppressed by the Midianites. Gideon, by faith, trusted God and led Israel in a great victory over their enemies. They certainly knew the name David. David is known as the sweet psalmist of Israel and is known as one of the great kings over Israel. They certainly would have been aware of Samuel, the prophet. Samuel was the one who anointed Israel's first king, King Saul. He was also the prophet who anointed King David in 1 Samuel chapter 16. This first section of people gives examples of men and women who trusted God by faith, trusted in his promises, and trusted in his power. And the outcome in this life of that faith was victory. They saw great 
experiences of supernatural escape and deliverance. They overcame armies. They defeated enemies. In short, the outcome of their faith in this life was to see God do great and incredible things. But then the writer of Hebrews continues on in verse 35, and he said, But there were some. Their journey of faith looked very different. The outcome of their faith in this present life, the temporary outcome of their faith, was very much different from the first group. Their faith journey involved torture. Their faith journey, according to the writer of Hebrews, involved stoning, being sawn in two, imprisonment, mockings, floggings, affliction. And even for some, according to the writer of Hebrews, their journey of faith in this life resulted in death. Both groups, those whose faith resulted in this life in temporary victories and those whose faith in this life resulted in temporary pain. Both groups are included in this great chapter as examples and sources of encouragement to run well the race of faith. What can be learned from these examples? Let me give you just a few things. First, faith in Jesus may bring the temporary result in this present fallen world of victory, great strength, deliverance, demonstrations of power, great and mighty works. Those things may characterize our walk of faith in this fallen world. At the same time, Hebrews 11 makes very clear that faith in Jesus may bring temporary result in this present fallen world of suffering. Faith in Jesus may result in mockings, loss of freedom, pain, mistreatment, affliction, even death. But thirdly, whatever temporary outcomes our faith may bring in this present world, be it great victories or be it affliction and pain, Remember the words of the Apostle Paul in Romans chapter 8 when he said, I consider the sufferings of this present time not worthy to be compared with the glory that will be or that is to be revealed in us. Jesus himself, when he walked on this earth, experienced great victories, demonstrated great power. Sometimes he healed, but at the same time, Jesus was also betrayed. He suffered, he was afflicted, mocked, falsely accused, abandoned, and ultimately put to death. Jesus said in John 16, uh, verse 33, I have said these things to you that in me you may have peace. He said in the world, this temporary world, you will have tribulation. But take heart, I have overcome the world. So how should we apply the lessons that we learn in the last few verses of Hebrews chapter 11, to our own faith? A few thoughts. First, let's fix our eyes on Jesus. Our faith is in the perfect, unchanging person of Jesus Christ, not in uncertain temporary outcomes in this present age. Secondly, this temporary world is not our home. Philippians 3.20 says, Our citizenship is in heaven, and we eagerly await our Savior from there, 
the Lord Jesus Christ. We fix our ultimate hope not in the temporary outcome of our faith now, but the ultimate outcome of our faith in the great King and the future establishment of his perfect kingdom that will never be shaken. That's why Hebrews 11.10 says of those who walk by faith, particularly Abraham, that he was looking for the city which has foundations, whose architect and builder is God. That's why Hebrews 11.16 says of those who walk by faith, but as it is, they desire a better country that is a heavenly one. And finally, that's why the end of Hebrews chapter 12 says, Therefore, since we receive a kingdom which cannot be shaken, not in this world, but in the certain world to come, Scripture goes on to say, Let us show gratitude, by which we may offer to God an acceptable service with reverence and awe, for our God is a consuming fire. Mm-hmm.